selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Oh, hi. Hey. Uh, Lily, right? Yeah. Steven? Yes. Hi. Okay. Hi. No, I recognize you from your profile picture, obviously, because you're wearing the same shirt. Hello, yeah. Oh, wait. Am I wearing the same photo I'm wearing my profile photo? Oh, my God. No, that's like cool. Embarrassing sauce. No, no, no. It's like, no, it's on brand. This place is awesome, by the way. I've been like me. I read about it in Time Out um, Chicago. And I I really want to go hear my cousin. Fr- Sorry, I ripped. Like, let's get let's get drinks. Yes, <laughs> okay. okay. Cocktails yeah. are a must. I couldn't agree more. Uh, no, I read I, I I read about this place in the Reader. Awesome. And, you, oh, I love the Reader. Yeah, and they were like, oh, the they uh they do this like thing with foam that's super cool. And I was like, okay, we're doing foam stuff now. Like, yeah, okay. no, seriously, <laughs> it's always like uh, that sounds embarrassing. But then I want to try it, and then like I'm spending fifteen dollars on a foam color. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, uh, uh, how many siblings do you have? That's, um, I have um, two. No, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I have one, but um, she just got married two and a half years ago. And yeah, her oh, husband awesome. is like basically my brother. He's They're so awesome together. That, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, we're always like going to brunch and kickball and stuff like that. Anyway, but no, I'm like so happy for now. Yeah, what about I'm you? Excited. What about you? Oh, um, I, uh, well, I've, um, uh, I mean, as I said, I'm divorced. Oh, yeah. She's totally cool. My aunt's divorced. <laughs> Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. 
hey, hey best, best friend. friend. Happy day after Valentine's Happy day. Happy day after Valentine's Day. Happy President's Day, which is kind of our Valentine's Day. Huge day for Massachusettsers. I don't think it exists in other states. Or no, that's Patriot's Day. That's Patriot's Day. Sorry, back it up. No, every state has a president. Praise be to George. Yeah. I'm Lily. I'm Steven. This is obviously Celebrity Book Club. Where we read books and by celebrities. we sort of discuss them. Um, I do think it's really interesting that we're sort of reading this book. Day after V-Day. Yeah. How was your V-Day? Well, the book we're reading, by the way, is Aziz Ansari, Modern Romance. Right. Just to kind of give that. Just to provide context just that for super the listener. Context. Yeah. Um, okay. Not to brag, but I actually had like a pretty chill awesome valentine's day yeah no the day before totally sucked because i had to do my dad's taxes so i was like right and i had nothing planned for my girlfriend Ooh, brutal on saturday doghouse well and then and then but then she totally surprised me and got me actually a podcast themed valentine's day present she got me and actually this book themed present she got me like a milk bar like so many treats from oh milk. so many crack cookies so like it was like crack cookies and like crack balls and like <laughs> donkey sauce <laughs> um, and as I just found out Aziz Ansari's ex girlfriend was a pastry chef at Milk Bar oh she was at Milk Bar because he said yeah. she was a chef yeah we just looked that up so she was like under Tosi. She was like a toasty, a toasty in like apprentice. muse apprentice, <laughs> muse, <laughs> yeah. probably not a muse. Christine Tosi's fashioning cupcakes like in the shape of this like assistant sous chef. <laughs> right, just be like, this, like fuck, random I'm brunette. so inspired by you <laughs> making brunette cookies. Anyway, so my girlfriend's usually so like Valentine's Day, so fucking corporate. Right. So I kind of fuck Hallmark. Yeah. Anyway, so I totally didn't really have anything planned, and then. Sh- the milk bar thing came, and I was like, fuck, so Sunday morning I made us couples massage appointment. I, okay, the couples massage to me is... It's not erotic, I'll tell you it's that. It's always been the most psychotic concept, because like, as you know, I love erotic massage, and it's more about me and the masseuse, but even if you don't pursue eroticism in your massage, it's like... What is the benefit of being in the same room as your partner, like face down with like an elbow in your back? Like, how are you connecting with them in that moment? It's a little more just about us like getting massages in the same room, like kind of like so you're not in the room with like it's more about f- helping out the massage place, kind of filling up the room, get more business. It's actually about supporting small businesses. Wait, which is your girlfriend's king? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were celebrating that. Yeah. So. We did the couple's massage, and then we um, went out to dinner with her sister, listener of the pod. Wow, you went out to dinner. Outdoor. We distance, did not. Mass, distance. Bubble. Mass, tested bubbled, during hudded, dinner. Hudded outdoor, sanitized. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, yeah. The yeah, book is. The book is completely insane. The fact that it's just a full college paper. Wait, I wrote that. Or did you see my notes? No, here's the thing. I literally wrote down, it's a college paper. That's what I've been thinking the entire time reading this book. Because the whole thing is just like quoting like a Business Week article being like, 14% of teens have received a sext. And it's like, thank you for the hot tip. No, it's a very my mom. No, I was up. thinking. Okay. No, it's your mom <laughs> like sharing a Newsweek article from four years ago, being like, Lily, did you know that teens are engaging in hookup culture? Hook culture. It's like when parents started like finding an old issue of the Atlantic, and it's like in every therapist's office, dentist's office, and they're like, oh my. God. The sort of like six month like Atlantic to parent pipeline of them <laughs> yeah, learning like, about hooking up. And then was the parents a, are telling each time. other they're look finding the article. Yeah, it was a full college paper because it also he's what like thir- disease is thirty nine. Do we think? I mean, I feel like he's been thirty six for the past ten yes, years. Yes, he is the most thirty six year old person on earth. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know if he went to college, but it feels like someone who is of that age, a little like Gen X millennium mid thing, or just like who are like, whoa, I think I'm actually going to write a paper on the Internet and it's going to blow my fucking teacher's mind. Yeah, Because <laughs> like, sorry, I grew up with fucking VHS and everyone has their phone. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Sorry. I used to make mixtapes. 90s kids, anyone? Um, So this book also is like randomly not a memoir. This sort of is breaking the structure of our show. Right, and that's the thing. We make the rules so we can break them. Hell yes, but you have to learn the rules in order Ugh, to break them. So and you have true. to study under the best chefs at Le Cordon Bleu. That's, that's why ju- at art school I had to kind of like learn painting before I decided I wanted to like take performance art video video, video conceptual pass-fail classes. <laughs> <laughs> Which you, but you pass. Which I absolutely passed. Except, except for, for your natural disasters class. No, I, I passed that with just an, in, an inch of my life. <laughs> you finally turned in that paper on volcanoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this book is mo- mostly him talking about like modern dating and like, the, the, the trials and tribulations of being basically a millennial. Total like, millennial who, like, maybe just, like, the internet started. Like, they got a Facebook. And then all of a sudden, like, Match.com and, like, Friendster happened. And then Tinder. And then Tinder. And, like, how do we fucking navigate this weird world? So, at the same time that, like, yes, every observation in this book is, like, mind-blowingly obvious. And, like, doesn't really need to be backed up by, like, a Harvard scientist. Because, like, every page is just being like, so then I talked to this social science researcher at the University of Duluth. And she said that 63% of married women have considered an affair. It's like, okay, yeah, same. What also makes it so college paper is it's clearly, like, guy who goes to college and takes one class on, like, feminism. And, like, learns that just, like, women, like, actually were forced into marriage because, like, of the fucking patriarchy and, like, were traded for goats. And (laughs) he's like, whoa, this is actually so fucked up. Like, marriage is actually a money contract. Did you guys know that? (laughs) This also made me think of, so he's, like, talking about, like, the history of, like, online dating and was, like, how Match.com was the first and how it was, like, so revolutionary when my mom um, opened her Match.com account after Mm -hmm. my parents' divorce. And it was, like, that was really kind of my first lesson online dating where I remember we'd like took the photos on like our balcony and like made her profile. And it's like and you saw that every single guy was just like hiking, canoeing. Yeah. The adventure. The adventure, which is what he says. All guys get more likes if they say adventure. I mean, so so we talked about like profile effectiveness. So I actually just went through this. So I just recently changed my photos on Grindr and Scruff. Oh, Um, as folks know, I am in an open relationship, and, like, that's actually totally cool for me to be on the apps. Fuck yeah. Um, and they've actually become insanely puritanical, and, like, they won't even let you upload a photo in underwear, which is insane. Because it's, what? like, this is a sex app. And, like, Scruff will be like, sorry, you're actually showing crotch. And, like, they have a notification that says, like, crotch, crotch. alert, where it's, like, your profile was not approved. So I've been, like, trying to just, like, switch it up to, like, get some more What action. happens when you send a dick pic, though? Oh, you can send as many dick pics as you want. But profile photo, but profile, they profile, they're being, like, you need to just be, like, so everyone has the, like, same... I mean, okay, so, like, grinder is, like, terrifying, and, like, it's it's all just blurry chests, and, like, everyone's on meth. And then Scruff is, like, people are a little bit more, like, real fucking humans, um... But they're also, like, all just partnered, like, open relationship. Like, people looking to play and then have, like, 18 paragraphs about what they're looking for. So what did you change your... What was your before profile photo? And then what did you change it to? So my before was just, like, this sort of, like, bedroom selfie where I'm kind of, like... I just, like, thought it was a good photo of me. And it's, like, kind of a close-up of my face. And then I changed it to be more of a, like, full body. Mm -hmm. Like, like, 
nude in chest. Underwear? In underwear. And I had to just, like go through this fucking like crop dance where I like kept <laughs> cropping it and they were like still it's still not acceptable. Until I'm basically only showing like the very top of the waistband because they were like, okay, it could Even be. Even just showing the Calvin Klein. No, like, like that was like not allowed. Even though people are in their fucking like slutty ass Baragon like thong bathing suits. And it's like that's allowed because it's like evoking swimming instead of evoking like getting dressed. <laughs> And it's like, okay, I don't know no, if that's so much less actual. No, how dare we priv swimming? Right. I mean, the idea of also the swimsuit is the craziest thing. Like, how, like, at camp, like, you're so embarrassed to, like, change in front of someone, but then, like, we're in swimsuits showing more off. It's kind of, like, random that, like, why are swimsuits, like, normal and then, like, it's no, embarrassing like to actually call no. out swim culture and, like, what makes it okay to be in the swimming scenario, right? In the right? swimwear. Right, and you're, but at, then you're at the you, pool, you're at the beach. I mean, as Someone in, sees you in your right. bra, you're like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, of course, this brings me back to Germany, like many things do, where <laughs> people just sunbathe nude in a park and it's completely acceptable because nudity is not so sexualized in their culture, Growing up, I had a Holocaust survivor mathematician mm. neighbor named Raoul. <laughs> he invented a number. Raoul. Raoul. He was Hungarian. Okay. And my parents were like, Raoul invented a number. He, him and his wife also what? go to a nude beach in Martha's Vineyard. And this man like looked like a Hungarian Santa. And I was, <laughs> I was shook. And I was like, oh, and that, that, that kind of breaks the mold when you realize you're like, oh, it's not only like just like hot six packed people, like big Santa looking men do go. And that's that European yeah. culture. And, you know, I never saw my father hardly in shorts. You know, he was at the beach in a suit. Did you ever see your father's dick? Yes. I remember I asked him to see it. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My jaw just hit the floor. What? Yeah, but I was like, you want to know what like the no, pieces I mean, but you, you, you are? Usually, but yeah, no. you usually ask like a like a like a neighbor that you play, you know, that you like play with, like no. And I well, this is I, I mean, mean that is actually so brave, and I do feel it's like Freudian or something. Yeah, like, I think and, I was like, can I see it's like, your penis? That is just, the like just, ur desire of all children is like the father's penis, like the father's phallus or whatever is like how we like separate ourselves and become an individual or something. Yes, is, dating someone who majored in analysis. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so if you, it's like, that's kind of like the unspoken desire we all have. And the fact that you were able to voice that like frees you from being like imprisoned oh, by what that is desire. Well, and also you know my I mean? mom was always just walking around the house like fully nude. So it's kind of like, well, we need. Was she being so 70s Bush. Yeah, she's so 70s. Well, and of course, looking back, I remember I feel bad because I was so embarrassed by her. When we go to the pool, I'd be like, oh, mom, like, can you please shave your bikini line? <laughs> oh, because it was so It was so like, like <laughs> out of the speedo. And then it's like, but she's, I feel like, was probably just like unloading like the total health cereal nude. And then I'm like, well, my dad is fully clothed. What's the deal? So I think, I, I feel like oh, I was around four. She, she was unloading groceries? No, now? it wasn't that extreme. But I feel like she was, you know, a much more nude presence in the house. Right. And then my dad was so close. So I asked, to see the penis. But I also, I remember in <sighs> preschool, because I was so always hanging with the boys and like thought I was a boy, and you know, did we were in a circle. It wasn't a circle jerk, but everyone was like, show us. It was your, a, sh it was a, sh it was show a circle dick. show. It was a circle show. And all <laughs> the boys like brought out their dicks. And I didn't currently have a fake one And to you were show. just like, interesting. I wasn't, interesting. you weren't packing that day. Yeah, it's not packing <laughs> in my Oshkosh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's coming down the pipe, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm sure that like direct to consumer like hormones brand Folks is going to be releasing like <laughs> just packing for toddlers, <laughs> and it's like awesome dinosaur packers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lots of tacos and burritos and pizzas. The frozen. <laughs> oh my god, Elsa. <sighs> okay. Um, I do. So one thing that he talks a lot about in this book is texting, um, which yeah. is really fascinating. Which is so crazy because we text all the time and I'm obsessed with it. And actually, 92 percent of Americans have sent a text within the past week. No, and I was totally relating from when I was online dating. Because okay, I do feel like you are have much more experience on the 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 sex and the dating apps over a time period. But I've done actually more like trying to date someone on the app. Well, okay, so that's like I think one of the interesting central premises of this book. And like one sort of note I had to myself was like, to me, like trying to date someone through an app is just like horrifying. I would never do it, and it's like. All of my relationships that have involved, like, the internet in some capacity, it's, like, I either think that you should, like, use social media or an app to further a relationship that you had in IRL or, like, vice versa. You think someone's hot online and then you, like, run into them in real life or something. But, like, I, to me, the idea of just, like, straight up cold using Tinder to meet someone you've never heard of and then, like, intend on starting a long-term relationship from that process to me is psycho. Well, many do. Okay, but no, this I know is that a, people do it, but I also think like I don't well, know. I, I just think like this, can I say? I, I find it so aromantic. I think it's um, weirder for gay men to like be so like earnestly starting a relationship on Tinder. I do think that's weird. I think it's like for straight people and no, I know, I know, and I and I do think the corner of the white the white, the white picket cosplay that like gays do when they're being so Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, it's so Pete it's, Buttigieg to be on. Tinder, where it's just like, well, straight people like have to. Well, because they're do that. Well, because they feel you know clammed in by societal mores, and they like have to. It's like you know part of the fun of being gay is like we don't necessarily have to like comport to those expectations. Exactly. So it's just like must we, must we, must we? How do normativity put it in the trash can? Thank you, twenty eighteen. But for example, when I got out of my insanely long term relationship, sure. my twenties. And you went on Tinder, but you were trying to. I feel like you were using no, Tinder. No, but I, well, I was using casually. casually. I was, but still with like chicks, you right. do have to go through like a dating. You can't. You're even though well, when I had and, casual things, right. we had drinks before. And you as can't. we've discussed, it's just like society has not yet figured out for like a way for women to have casual sex, like whether it's lesbians or it's straight women. Like you've always said, like I wish there was a lesbian yeah. sauna culture, but there's not because like that would be so weird if I was in a sauna and just like reached over and started <laughs> fingering a woman, like <laughs> to bring it back to kind of. But your it's ass. like why would why, that be why weird? Can't? Yeah, no. Why, why would that be weird? And I'm sure like there. There is, and I haven't heard of it, and like I'm sure there is some like iconic '80s bathhouse that I haven't heard of I where mean, there was the extent the... to which there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, texting each other on Tinder, then like mm. the immediately going over to each other's house is much more rare. I mean, granted, obviously with straight people because you're like, is he going to murder me? But they go to a bar. I mean, yeah. people, and I know that all straight people are using Tinder to hook up now, and they like meet up at a bar or whatever, right? Um, or like our friend who recently had a. FaceTime date. Zoom date, yeah. Zoom date over, over from a girl he met on Tinder, and then he went to her house and they, like, ordered takeout and had sex. Which makes sense, because you're like, well, I don't want to, like, fully go over to your house or, like, have such and a hot in right. drink I, if know, I'm not going to really I like get it. You. I need narrative. You know I'm a narrative girl. It's like, I always yeah, need to have so some connection. Then. And it's like, even if it's, like, a random thing, it's like, when I think about, like, 
you know, that Portuguese couple I had a threesome with when I was at Primavera and Porto like mm. a couple of years ago. It's like I was hanging out with them. Yes, I was like on ecstasy and it was like three in the morning and I was like. But I was, like, part of the reason I was hanging out with them is because I thought they were, like, friends with one of my, like, friends, which was also just someone I met that night. They weren't even. I was, like, mistaken. And, like, didn't find out till like, 7 a.m. that they were completely random. But, like, in my head, there was a connection. And I was, like, that makes that special. Um, and then we did kind of date for two days. But we ended up moving on. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Okay, well, this is a subject we can talk about how we fight with our partners. I think it's so disgusting the way... So when he starts dating this milk bar chef, um, so disgusting the way he checks in with his girlfriend. I want to read this passage of a text transcript he gives us. his texts literally just make my skin crawl. So they're, like, at a hotel, and he has some show, and she goes, see you at a comedy club? And he goes, is that a grump text or not? Sent at 7.01. Note the time gap here as well. Then at 7.17, she sends, not a grump text at all. I'm just resting at the hotel, been walking around all day and don't feel like leaving. And then he says, okay, just check in, embarrassed face. I guess I hate the way grump text. I mean, I think the word disgusting. grump text is so disgusting. Like, uh, babes, are you grumps? Yeah, babes, are you grumps? Like babe pants? I mean, so <laughs> this is part of like pants. nerdy, nerdy, like sort of greater 
Brooklyn, greater comedy, greater UCB greater nerd male LA. culture, which is like putting the word pants at the end of words, <laughs> saying the word boner, which he does all the time. He's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And sometimes the girl you want to like fall in love with is the girl who makes you get a boner every time you touch your hair. It's like, oh, <laughs> yep, whoops, just got another boner. Also saying, right, it's like Hey Arnold culture. It's Hey Ar- it's post Hey Arnold culture. It's like this like whatever '90s nostalgia, very yeah, it's '90s stuff. Very, it's like. And yeah, okay, I do want to call myself in, though, about saying the word grump text. It's like, yes, that's gross. However, sometimes, like, yes. in a relationship, you say disgusting things to your lover in, like, a cutesy way because that's the relationship. And, like, I do, like, call my boyfriend, like, Pooh Bear. And, like, that's... I if You I, do say Pooh Bear. And no, and, like, that's... I get that that's yeah. foul. And it's, like, this <laughs> thing that starts ironically. And then it's, like, but now you're saying it and now it's real. Well, it's kind of like how I feel like I started saying nummy ironically and my girlfriend is always like ew please don't say nummy and I'm just like mm, this ramen's well, nummy I mean you have to like you have to build up a license to say that it's like okay <laughs> I, you, if you start out saying nummy on the first date like you back away here's why it's like not gross and I'm not grossed out when I hear you say oh wait and I have a story about this is because like you have like the sharpest tongue as in like you can be like absolutely cruel <laughs> and a bitch so it's just like it's then you know it's nice for you to be like hey Right, a little sweet. And you're like, oh my God, Steve is not just like an absolute monster. Like Maleficent has left the room for two seconds. Flap, flap. This also makes me think of, and I feel like this is so Izzy's culture, one of the first times I really experienced the like disgustingness of like gaslighting sensitive straight men because we're just like not around them a lot. Mm-hmm. That is like Aziz. I was cleaning a house because I am a maid and um, this woman's house was, it was disgusting and she was like our age but rich and lived in the Upper West Side and just like her apartment was like so gross and she was like so just like my apartment's a mess, just like throw out everything. So I'm cleaning the couch and it was like a joke of a breakup couch like that would be in a, in a Parks and Rec episode about like Amy Poehler. I pull out a bottle of wine from the couch. I pull out like Reese's. I pull out a remote and then I pull out a letter. And it's. Oh my yeah. God. Wait. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She printed out an email <gasps> oh, right. that he sent printed. to her oh, God. and she chills. made annotations, red marker in the email of like what she would say back, whether she was doing that so she could get it out mm-hmm. or to just like then, you know, use that notes to make her email. Right. So he basically for an entire page is explaining that he doesn't want to fuck her anymore. Instead of just being like, look, this is not working out. He actually like goes into brutal detail and he probably thinks he's being more sensitive, but it's horrible. He's like, for example, like my father's an alcoholic and so like I'm processing that right now and like I don't want to kind of like have you be affected by that. Also like what if we go to a museum together? Like I don't want to have the pressure of having to fuck you after. Like I want to just be able to go home. So then he gives paragraph and paragraph basically just like why he doesn't want to fuck her and at the end he goes. It's like if you don't want to fuck someone after a museum. Yeah. yeah. It's just like oh god. It's it's like oh god. You don't need to give her more paragraphs. No I know. It's just like like, like, cruel. And then the worst part at the end he goes but I just want to let you know you're awesome sauce just like a hollandaise Uh, to call someone awesome sauce after six paragraphs of telling them you don't want to fuck them after like a Natch history museum I I, I literally it gives me shivers I mean this is how street people 
talk to each other. Yeah. It is violence. It's and I do violence. and I do get why you know the trauma of heterosexuality is something that like, you know, there aren't there is no roadmap to. And like it is like and it goes undiagnosed. Don't you think there is a roadmap? Oh, but but not that specific. Like the the idea of like the sauce and the pants and the PMB yeah. and that, well, I think that their how their awful new roadmap that is. is Aziz. He was probably just like, I'm actually being like such an Well awesome but that's what insane. It's like Aziz, Aziz yeah. would say like that's a good letter. He'd be like, fuck yeah dude, get out all your feelings. And she was like red marker crossing out paragraphs because it's really fucking cool arrows. to be honest yeah just like pointing out arrows lies so psychotic I would just want to do a few bullet points of just like me being annoyed at Aziz in this book please okay also a few moments I did lol because like I did sorry I admit it like I did like Master of None and just like here's the thing it's never like, watched it I did audition to play someone on a like a golf course or something. I oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get the part. Um, because it just like I don't know. Yeah, it is funny. Just like Cam, Lena Waithe, and just like the Eric from Tim and Eric, and you're like, this is a silly friend group, and like you know, having the Butch best friend that's rare to see. So right. that was cool matters. for me to see. You know, mm-hmm. the Butch best friend giving her gay seeming straight guy. <laughs> Love it, advice. Right. Um, as much as like we roast, I feel like Aziz for being so like tacos at the same time. Like all I mean, of his, no, we I mean, are, we're not that. We are part of this culture. Yes. We're not that far away. Like we live in cities. We go to brunch. Like I got it. Right. He was just being like, oh, like I spent three hours looking for like where to eat in Seattle, and like by the time like I found a place I wanted to go to, I had to perform. And I'm just like, well, I mean, we are that. That's, that's literally, literally all we do. So, I mean, there's yeah. part of the book where he's just texting Chelsea Pretty and Nicole, being like, where are we going to go for brunch? And then he's like, and then they ended up going to a diner, and I wanted to go to like a fancier brunch place. And oh like, yeah, that was insane when he was like, I didn't want to go to that diner, so I just stayed home to text other friends about dinner plans. <laughs> I was like, you were actually diseased. No, but I mean, <laughs> d- diseased, I'm sorry, anyone. <laughs> no, but I, I do feel like I kind of identify with him in that moment because I was just like, okay, like sometimes I am the diner friend, but sometimes when your friends are being so diner, you're like, no, I kind of like had this idea that I wanted to go to like Mogador in my head. And it's well, like, well, you are if that. I and then you're like, is like expensive Israeli brunch. So I'm like, I don't want. And then you're like, fucking- actually, I'm not going to eat and I'm going to like go with my boyfriend to the super expensive restaurant. Yeah, we're going to have just like a brunch. weirdly silent, expensive brunch. Okay. When this whole thing, when he like, fights with his girlfriend and like he surprises her and she gets mad at him because she saw a photo of him using a Polaroid and she's like you didn't call me because you were like Instagramming you at the Polaroid and then Valentine's Day is a week later and he gives her the Polaroid that he was using in this photo and it's like supposed to be an apology or it's supposed to be like a reveal that no, he was doing it as a surprise it's supposed to be like a reveal that he's doing a surprise and then it was like his fuck you and oh, he, and, the, and he's like, I never felt fucking better because like she made me feel so bad for not calling her back. And actually, the reason why I wasn't calling her back is because I was fixing a Polaroid, vintage Polaroid that I got her. Oh, okay, loser. I'm just like, know. again, this is this thing where I'm just like, I don't know. Like, can straight people? Could, can you guys just like talk to each other? Like, is it that? hard well and i think to our point where we're always saying how they don't know each other is i think aziz thinks he's not that i think he does think like they're talking he's like and then i gave her stevie wonder like her favorite stevie wonder album on vinyl and then okay well there is this part in modern love whatever the fuck it's called where he takes this girl master of none master of none where he takes this girl to nashville and they go to this amazing restaurant and they have like an iconic white barbecue sauce and he really wants to buy it I really related with this. And then he doesn't 
taxi is unsure about it. And then he makes them late and miss their flight because he goes and gets the sauce in the airport. That, no, that's very you. I mean, (laughs) as we were saying over ski weekend at that great observation that our friend made, um, lesbians will go to a a microbrewery and get two beers, then drop $180 on merch. And it's just like, you're always immediately being like, where is the merch? Where's the merch station? I I need the sauce. I need the t-shirt. I need the 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 trucker hat. Well, and all of my girlfriend's um, anxiety dreams are usually about me making us miss a flight. Mind (laughs) you, we have never missed a flight. Wow. But I think she sees me as this kind of crazy daredevil, get to the airport hour 15 before. Right. Well, you're an expander. She's a container. And she's like an up in the air businesswoman traveler. Yeah. Who's just like, I'm getting there exactly an hour and 45, like I'm pre-check, whatever. Yeah. And she's so global TSA. Um, And all of her dreams are just like, we're going to China and you had to like go to a store or something first. We missed the flight. Of course you're going to China in her dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's so interesting that she kind of like absorbs all of that, of like your kind of messiness and like yeah. puts it in her psyche. And put it in, puts it in an airport. Yeah. I feel like my boyfriend has like never had a dream about me being messy. He's like, that's sort of your problem. Really? Does well, he have dreams about you? I don't know. I mean, he's so analysis. So I feel like his dreams are really like content for analysis and like doesn't really share them with me because it's like when you're in analysis twice a week like what do you do but talk about dreams those are his you've got to like that you've got to sort of keep that fresh for the analyst and to quote my mother again everyone falls in love with their their analyst oh i know that he's in love with it his his analyst is like this guy named like alvaro who's like a gay like latin like sexy i'm just like okay obviously you're in love with him but that's fine that's totally fine was literally fine okay i just wanted to when he talks about cheating the book and like being well, Polly. Yeah, he- I, well, I mean, obviously, you know my feelings on Polly. And like, even though I am Polly, I think it's disgusting. And I think like well, having a Google well, schedule for you're like. you're in an open relationship, I wouldn't really qualify you as like traditional Polly where you're not having like full. No, and I'm not like seeking. My whole thing is this, like, I think it's, I'm, you know, we're both from Boston and it's like we're Catholic culturally. And it's just like, I think it's hotter to have an affair yeah, and like keep so secrets and like have some mystery rather than, like, get permission to go on a date with someone from your SO. Like, that's so fucking weird. speaking of us being from Boston and me going to college in Chicago, he has this quote in the book where he says, where he's talking about, like, small towns and how you don't meet anyone and, like, the internet, there's this whole thing of, like, there's always something better out there. And he's like, if you live in a walking city like Boston or Chicago, there's always something hot around the corner. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. There's not... (laughs) Then it's, like, raining, just, like... (laughs) Slamming hot biddies in Boston <laughs> and Chicago. You're like, fucking. I mean, I guess in my taste, maybe it is, but I'm like, I don't think. Absolutely. Yeah. In your I mean, taste. yeah. I take a turn on Mass Ave, bam, hottie. No. You take a turn on ma- the magnificent mile in Chicago. No, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, do I need to see a thousand Buddha judges? Like, no, it's I guess really for good. me, yeah. So for you, I think most people would agree that they're like, oh, those are gross cities. And for me, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing like a five, four, like Midwestern blonde girl. Like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> wrap it up. Hey, uh, can I get this to go? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but what I wanted to ask about cheating sort of brings up this interesting concept. Um, a, I guess we're kind of covering Polly, like, do you cheat? Whatever, I'm pro-cheating, as you know. But um, he does say never read the text, never check the phone, never check the Gmail. It's completely toxic, and I do agree with that yeah. because I guess I was going to ask you, have you ever checked? I've checked texts in the very end of my relationship. 
Oh, and you didn't like what you saw? Well, no. I mean, I saw. I remember I saw a Facebook message, but that was after we were broken up, still living together, that didn't like what I saw. I remember every time I've done it, I've regretted it. And I don't do it anymore, yeah. and I'm really strong. Also, I feel like checking um, Gmail, like, I also never have anything well, Personal one time I checked idea. Gmail. Gchat, I feel like used to be such a thing. Gchat and you could, was a thing. And yeah. that's why. So I remember I checked Gchat of my second boyfriend. Uh-huh. And after we broke up the first time and I like was in his Gmail and I found a Gchat where A, he said that I was like a totally, I, he called me 90s, which was uh, kind epic. of an epic yeah. read of me. And he was like, I have a crush on the guy who's a 2090s. I was like, read the full history. And then later I found out him being like, yeah, I think he wants to date, but I'm not into it. Oh. I know. Isn't that so rude? Wow. So you're like, 90s, check, awesome sauce. Yeah. And, and then, then I was like, like I think oh, he he's wants literally not into full me. Leash. I don't want to. But, but then every, okay, then I remember another time, third, whatever. He Everyone is going on read this miss, episode. Misread. He checked my Facebook messages. I was going to France to visit a friend who I did have a crush on. And I said in French, je suis libre, which I meant like I'm unemployed. Mm-hmm. But he read it as like, I'm free as in I'm single. So he fully babble fished an incorrect read and then was like, oh, my God, Stephen's cheating on me in France. Oh, God. Well, that's very in this book. He talks about how, like, some girl had an insane ski accident and her boyfriend was in the ambulance with her. And he looked at her phone because he was calling her parents, quote unquote, and saw her Snapchat and opened up the Snapchat and saw that there were all these messages from a guy. And then he was literally simmering with jealousy for eight months until he met this guy at a party and the guy was just her gay. Wow. And it's like, so for eight months, you were just like, who well, the fuck? I mean, uh, it was probably in the back though, of his mind. It was like, in the back of his you... mind. And it's better that he didn't confront. I, right. Because then she would have been like, because then you look insane. You look no, completely I, insane if you confront. I'm absolutely of the, you know, just don't check. Sometimes the world leads you to a direction that you have to go in. No, no, no. All of it, you know, in, everyone says don't check, but, you know, things happen. The thing is, because you don't know. Okay, finding out that they've cheated maybe is important information. But, like, when they say something, like, kind of, like, cutting about you, like, that can really fuck up your self-esteem. Well, that I feel like that's work because it's like we, everyone just kind of says random stuff to their friends. Yeah. And so you need to, you know, give that space. Yeah, absolutely. Don't check. So, do, hey, listeners, don't check. Literally put it down. But also, don't lock your phone. I think that's weird. It's sus. Yeah, I don't have a code on my... No, I guess now I do. But I do have some people on, like, the little moon icon. So, like, my boyfriend won't see the text for them. Ooh, interesting. So I am... So you're sus. Completely sus. But, right, it's kind of this fakery of the... Is, okay, just to Aziz, kind of oh, one more thing no, about please, him... please, please, Is that, like, what's also, again, so fucking, like, school paper about this is he brings up Dan Savage by, like... Page 250, and it's yeah. kind of no, like, I know. It's like, we don't they, need this book because he is like, you're like, kind of quoting Dan no, Savage so, here, who's like the king of like sex and relationships. The, the book winds its way to Dan Savage. And basically, the, the conclusion he makes is like, the, the basically, like the Dan Savage perspective on love is the, the correct one. And like, that's also what's so kind of 2014 about this book is it's just kind of like, oh, his like monogamish, kind of like healthy attitude towards like, be like honest, human like, behavior and desire, but like being honest and open, like with a little bit of mystery is like basically the right answer. And it's just like, yeah, people have been talking about this and already arrived at this conclusion. Dan Savage has a podcast in books. And, and like, it we, took you yeah. 200 pages to like bring up Dan Savage and be like, actually, there's this sort of interesting theory that like maybe you do, you are committed and like you do realize that like passion will go down. Oh, over yeah. The and he's like, and life. then he pulls up another graph. Oh, and I mean, and also full thesis goes. And then in conclusion of this book, and you're like, okay, the school paper yeah. read. 
The thesis um, boots. What also I was annoyed at is like he only gets, he references like, and this is again, like I feel like why he's so canceled because he hardly talks about himself in this book. Only towards the, he'll like reference little things throughout and make Wait, he's like. he's canceled because this book isn't really a memoir? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean like he's canceled because he's like afraid to talk about his dating life like oh, in, right. in no, true be, form. In true form because yes. he knows it's actually totally toxic. And he'll just make little jokes where he's like, oh, or this person like um has a pit bull themed uh, bedroom. It's just like a weird joke and he inserts a rap star and you're just like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of his, okay, his jokes are kind of like McSweeney's in that way where it's very just like, what if I like uh, read like a, a rap lyric in a kind yes, of academic a, way? Right, it is just like, oh, rap is ridiculous and it's especially ridiculous out of context. <laughs> so it, right at the end, then he, go, basically it's only two pages. He talks about just like, how he went to bars and like jerked off too much and it was exhausting. I, I will say, I think what this book lacks is like a sense of joy about being single, which I think is actually kind of sad because. Well, he says he loves it, but like looking back on it, but he's he, like, he basically uh, has this very fucking heteronormative like view that's just kind of like the goal of everything is like find a mate. And it's like, sure, being in a relationship is wonderful, but it's like being single is just as wonderful. And it's like, that's why uh, one reason I love the film, How to Be Single with Rebel uh, Wilson. Rebel Wilson and what's her name from Anna. 50 Shades of Grey. Oh, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. And it's like, that movie's actually so fun and sweet and it like shows the contrast and it's like, yeah, being single is really, and you should enjoy being single as much as possible because it'll be over in a second and then you'll be in a relationship. So just like really try to like... Well, I think that's what he was trying to say that he was enjoying it so much and then he got like sad going to comedian barbecues. But he has this moralizing puritanicalness to him where he's just like, it's actually like, ultimately it's like really sad it's a downward spiral because like you're getting drunk and you're not remembering names and just like... It's because he's on his high horse with his like toasty muse and that clearly (laughs) didn't work and like now he is single. I think it's just like, because he is such a like comedian short playboy mm-hmm. and he's like self-loathing and is just like I do want like a girl to go to pop-ups with and that's why he's like so upset and is like so angry at himself it's just it's just sad that it's like you know you can't find like being single is all about like finding like different experiences like not just going to pop-ups and food trucks and museums it's like being single is about like meeting the guy on the beach. It's about just like having a work thing that develops into something. It's about just like a DM that turns into a cruise. It's like, you well, know. yeah, but again, you're like gay. So no, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like he's a straight guy. So it's like being single is just like but going on people? Tinder dates with. And that's why. But I'm saying that, straight people can do different things. But that's they, why for him being the joy of being single is going to food pop ups. And museums. I just think that's later. so sad. I want to go. Sorry, I want to go to pop ups and like random. I don't want to be covered in like lobster juice like every time I'm like. <laughs> well, that's why you're not Aziz. No, I and know. clearly he has a lot of demons. Well, also his parents have an arranged marriage, and clearly he's like, oh, they have this companionate love, which he keeps on referring to. Mm. He's like clearly jealous of his parents' like arranged marriage and how they like do have like 
love. Can and... I just read a section that's so fucking Bloomberg Business Week? And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. who the fuck asked? Since 2010, the Japanese state has paid parents a monthly allowance of between $100 and $150 per child to take some of the financial burden out of child raising. But before you can have a kid, you need to find someone to live and marry, right? Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe allocated $25 million in the 2014 fiscal budget for programs designed to get people to pair off and have babies, including government-funded dating services. An official survey conducted in 2010 showed that 66% of all prefecture governments and 33% of city, ward, town, village governments were implementing <laughs> some sort of marriage support. Even more so today. It's like, what? See, this literally reminds me. You're actually me, trying to take up, you're, you're so double-spaced right now. This is why it's like he's so afraid to say, like, he wants a blowjob that he takes up an entire book yeah. giving us statistics he, about yeah. the Japanese government. Preach! Literally! Like, I can read that Atlantic say article. The quiet loud. Read between the lines, <laughs> bitch, of this college paper. It's and just it's like, a number one New York Times bestseller. Just say you want a blowjob. You know, yeah. say you want to see your dad's say you, dick. Say you want Voice to, put, your desire. to put your P in V, then go to a pop up. Hell yes. Burmese tacos. Oh, I wanted to talk about Tenga, but I guess we don't have to. Oh, wait, I really want to talk about that because, to reference Meg's girlfriend again, do you remember when? Well, I got a Tenga from some like was activation a... we went to. No, no, no. And I it was like... this Keith Haring no, Tenga. No, 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 no. That was left at her restaurant. Someone left a box. Whose restaurant? Barb's. Wow. I, compl- I imagined yeah. an activation. No, she, no, that was it. Someone left at the restaurant she worked at like a box of Keith Haring flashlights, and like she brought them home Which... and then you used Can them. Can I just say, and, and it was like the ridges on the flashlight were this like was the shape like this of Keith Haring like drawings. Li- this is a West Village tapas restaurant. Just, the, the estate of Keith Haring literally just says yes to anything. Yeah, they're like, sure. But, and it was like a chic, you know, a box. It was like seven fleshlights in the box. Fleshlights, like, I'm sure if just like to speak of Burma, like the Burmese yeah. junta was like, can we just like put your design on like a Kalashnikov? They'd be like, absolutely go for no, it. Let's do it. License it out. Um, rem- so you used it. I did. I jacked off into this egg. And, and it was, how was? It was just like, this is slimy. I mean, I'm not such a lube person. Like when a guy, when guys come over to fuck me, they're always like, do you have lube? And I'm like, no. I just like, really? it's, I just, it's weird. It's like, it's unnatural. I don't use deodorant. I don't use lube. Hell yes. I have a lot of lube in my house, but. <laughs> Using unnatural, well, in every sorry. room. No, just one room. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, with toys. So your, you need to, you know, room. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that like my, my bussy is so. Yes, it's so soaking. No, wet it's all not the soaking time. wet. I, well, I do salivate a lot. And so I have a lot of saliva and like I can just like use that. And I prefer that. I mean, I use saliva sometimes too. I guess with like a I'm dildo. A fro- I'm a frothy fanny. You, you know what I mean? Need a, fro- frothy. a lube. Frederica? Frosty Frederica. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay, that was the first F female name I could think of. I mean, I love that. Fro- that I mean, that's a good drag race name. Fro- Frothy Frederica. Frederica. I'm sorry, my dear, you're up for elimination. Okay. Okay. Um, Aziz also agrees with you. He did not like the flashlights. Yeah. You're like, I do think that getting, so getting topped by an object is fine. Like, I will, like, I get off on, like, sucking a dildo or, like, obviously like, getting fucked by a dildo. Like, I can, like, imagine that in my mind. But, like, to top an object, so, right, so to fuck the tenga, to me, there's no fun in that. Because, like, mm. to- it's like, yeah. it's like, topping is about, like, domination and power. So it's hot to, like, dominate a person, but it's not, I'm dominating this little egg. is It's not, like, really, I'm just like, damn, yeah, take it, egg. Well, like, especially I, when it's a Keith Haring licensed yeah, egg. It's not really doing anything, like, in this, in the erotic. Whereas, like, 
you know, bottoming for an object is even more humiliating because you're like, oh, I'm literally less than this object. And so it kind of works in that. That's in sort, kind of in, an in the fantasy sense. Way. Yeah. American Pie stuff. No, I'm. Oh, I'm, yes, American Pie. The opposite like, of American yeah. Pie. Is what I think. But I think American Pie, I mean, is probably still hotter than the Keith Herring fleshlight. Well, yeah, also because the okay, heat of you, the pie. The heat of the pie. It's more And there's, it's also illicit because it's like the mom made the pie or whatever. And you're not <laughs> supposed to film. use the pie. <laughs> All right, I think it's time for segments. <laughs> oh, yes. Segment tacos. What is what she? What does he wear? Live? How does he live? Um, what okay. does he eat? I mean, as we covered, just like literally, like he spent he's a year most... of his life going to like Moderna Italy to like learn how to make ravioli with I mean, a He's the most time out food truck person. Yeah. yeah, he's a foodie. Just so, like us. He just loves like us. sliders. He loves bows. He loves bows turned into pasta. New pop-ups. He's, pop-ups um, at hot restaurants. He's best friends with our friend of the pod, David Chang. Yeah. Fr- <laughs> friend of the pod is not just anyone whose book we read. <laughs> yeah, <but> Chastin <laughs> Buttigieg, friend of the pod. Um, yeah, he's like, in a way, the o- opposite of Chastin. Yeah, Chastin. No, he's not going to Chipotle. No, he's just like, oh, dude, hold on. I have actually a list of like my best favorite yeah, Jackson no, and, Heights and, like and any, doll taco. Like any city that he goes and like does stand up. He's and researching he's, it he's for He's getting like, so days. many racks. Yes. He's doing like 10 minutes on stage about like what the restaurants are. He's like, so I went to this fucking brunch place. Hey, do you guys know it? And then people are coming on stage and saying their favorite brunch place. Yeah, it's brunch culture. Yeah. And you know, so is Peretti. I mean, their, their squad is very brunch culture yeah. and so are we. No, uh, I feel like I haven't got, I mean, obviously in pandemic, but even pre-pandemic. And he's so takeout and he's so Postmates. And it's like, I don't think he's cocaine. I don't think he's, no, babe. He literally went to that insane but Michelin that was like star. For a, that was like for a TV show. Yeah, but he's like making a great, he's, he's like with his girlfriend. They're cooking at home. She's a pastry chef. He's absolutely rolling out pasta. He's buying himself a dumpling I, I, steamer. Okay. But up, he's takeout okay. because he's All on right. tour. But when he is at home, he is absolutely making a short rib fucking ragu. I guess I just thought that I feel like everyone in L.A. is so Postmates and they're just like Postmating like ice cream at 2 a.m. And they're Postmating iced coffee and they're like. But when he is cooking, he is doing like a full yes, on he's doing like hand pulled noodles. Yeah. Zilong Bao, like right. he's not doing like a sandwich at home. No, he's either getting the most epic There's sandwich. No cold cuts in that fridge, right? Or going to make the most epic two day long food. How does he live? I feel like he's the most like everything is mid century. Yeah, there's like not it's one all, thing that it's isn't. all new mid century. It's completely new mid century. It's a very like selling sunset house, but that's going for one point one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like a two bedroom and two bedroom. I mean, maybe the credenza is vintage, but it's like in mint condition and super expensive, and it yeah. is from nineteen sixty eight and it yeah. has a built in record player. Yes, absolutely, because um, he thinks that's fucking pimp. Man, ultimately, you know, it is. It is. <laughs> I think Aziz, like, does have a lower-end vinyl player, like, Crossley, that brand, which I used to have. Like, I feel like <laughs> okay, wait. he is buying a more basic retro You know what I think he has? Player. I think that also, though, like, someone got him as a gift this um, thing I saw on Shark Tank once that's, like, that can play a record without a record player. It's, like, this little car that goes on vinyl. Oh, I remember that Do you that remember episode? that? And, and yes. it, like, Bluetooth. I mean, like, the Bluetooth in that house is out of control. Everything is Bluetoothing to each other. Yeah, and I think he's, like, when he was in Japan, he probably did get a super expensive record. Yeah. But he's mostly buying, like, a new... No, he's buying, like, a new, like, album. Michael Jackson, yes. like, on vinyl. Yes, he's like, oh, the re-released Billie Jean yeah. on vinyl. 
He's not like scouring for some like actually fucking indie thing. He's a fucking poser. Yeah, fucking poser, <laughs> dude. <laughs> not like us fucking Empire Records ass indie people. I mean, as I, I've said, I'm yeah. not that. But you are. And I am. You invented Newbury Comics. And I you also invented realized music. not to bring up my haircut, which is actually kind of crazy that I haven't brought it up this entire pod. I mean, you've been emanating I Got a Haircut vibes the whole okay. time. If you can hear it through the airwaves. So I feel like I kind of have also got AJ's hair, but also the owner of Empire Records. It's like a cross. I got like two... That movie's not like such a hitting for you. It's just it's not like a marker for me. So okay, I really, moving I moving right on there. then. Moving on. Yeah. Um, what does he wear? I mean, we know what he we wears. We know what he wears like little All birds. All birds, bonobos, little blazers. The most bonobos person in history. <laughs> yeah. Bonobos. yeah, it's like a brown, that like duck, maybe colored. He's just like I like I like fucking like fabric that's comfortable, but like a little bit formal, you know? It's yes, like, and then he's wearing like a super nice new varsity bomber jacket. He's not that store untuck it, but like he might as well be. I bet he has a few untuckets, but like he's not repping for them. No. But I think because of his stature. He has as a shorter man. As a shorter king. I mean, I'm wearing a shirt today that I wish was a little more untucked. Like a it's little so more crop OLED. It's Here's so the thing. Long. Can I say something? Yeah. I don't think you should get too crop. Now that you have the cropped haircut, like <laughs> you're gonna start looking just like an Urban Outfitters girl. Like if you get too cropped with the shirts, it's like you're just gonna be fully like a black seed bagel, like with <laughs> no. your big matcha at one p.m. Like if like let's not get too croppy. This shirt is so long. I don't think it's that long. I think it actually looks good with with your okay. hair. And, and, like and, I think what's the one thing that's actually very cool about your hair that I will say? Yeah, is that the one thing? It, <laughs> no, I'm saying that, one yeah. one particular, one I'll of many you. things that is cool about your hair is that unlike like the bouffant, like having some more volume on the sides, like draws the eye up in a way that mm. the bouffant like like uh, made extra like fabric seem too extra. But now the extra fabric seems like it's more intentional. So you know, I think the longer shirt actually works. Wow, thank you. So you know what You're you so have welcome. taught me is that mm. is kind of about I think fabric lengths and Proportions. Proportions. Yeah. Because, you know, I would have gone in, I would have thought when she was cutting it, I was like, oh, is is this puffiness on the side going to make me look more feminine? But it weirdly makes me look more masculine than my bouffant, I feel, which was like some people read, I feel like some older women were just like, oh, fabulous, darling. You look like this 18th century woman. Because it yeah, was this a little rockabilly. Because I was like, oh, I'm rockabilly. But then people (laughs) took it as a little more. Um, I mean, I don't think, okay, you've always read as, like, total the butchest New Yorker (laughs) in history, like, friendly boots take a seat. Oh, well, that's the thing is, I think since I I was born, this curvy Italian chica. Right. Senora, really. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, your mom watched a lot of Sophia Loren films when she was pregnant with you. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it happened. (laughs) That's actually how she got pregnant. (laughs) That's the only way your dad could get hard. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, Senora. (laughs) Um, This was just an absolute pleasure. This was a super fun. Hello. Who are you in the box?
We always forget this segment. Okay, there's no one in this book. There's no characters. Yeah, I know. It's always like, okay, am I this, like, Jane from Tampa who had a ski accident who downloaded Snapchat? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, like, it's hard. It's kind of like, well, you could say there was, um, there's parents. There's also um, his friend who was, like, a divorced dad who, like, wrote a Chicago Reader personal in the 80s. That was kind of a character. Oh, I did like I that story yeah. a lot that of was the guy. Cute... I, d- I did make me nostalgic for, like, newspaper personals. And, like, I do... And like, you know, we know that the Lex app is really trying right. to bring that back in a way. I, I will say he does actually make some some good points in this book to his credit. Like, I think one of the best points was the idea of time and that like mm. the the fact that we are so instant gratification now actually changes like the mechanisms of desire and like makes you less into a person yeah. when you have this like when you expect responses rapidly and like the whole thing about like when you used to fill out a newspaper personal and you would like write this ad and then like you would put like you have a voicemail, a voicemail box that's and then, separate and then like a week later like someone's leaving your voicemail and then a week later you're checking the voicemail and then maybe you're calling some of the people back and like that drawn out process creates a sense of mystery and uncertainty that is actually like much more exciting and like primes you to like be more into the person and like be more inquisitive and like sort of go down a journey with someone much more than when you're just like writing a thing and expecting immediate response and then just like swiping and swiping, swiping you know and so I, I think there was like we have lost something there in our in the immediacy well, and of that is technology. why and again to see kind of just me a, a tiny bit to plug my business of crispy cruising is that it really is, isn't a thing anymore because we have it sorry pandemic sorry vibes. Dude, sorry, it's a pandemic, dude. Okay, no. sorry, we can't do IRL date anymore. Sorry, dude. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, this is how whatever. it is. You gotta do it over Zoom. That my friend Alex and I did start a queer speed dating business to bring stuff back to the IRL universe and get off our phones. I love that, and it worked. And it worked. And it's about combining the phone and the IRL. Right. And it was like, put your Instagram handle on, meet the person, yes. take the photo, of the handle, message. And later. that again is like that is where I will come down, and I will say that like all my relationships like do have some sort of combination of technology in real life, and I exactly. think that it is important to like be a part of a social scene and like go to events and see people and like you know do we we let's not pretend that phones don't exist. Obviously, they are. Extensions of ourselves, we're attached to them, glued, da 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 da. But like, and like a lot, what would happen is people would be like, oh, me and this person actually did message on Tinder, and then it was like catapulted by seeing each other IRL because yes. we're on our phones and things got lost. So maybe, you know, you message, you know, some quacks and they were like, right. something happened to their cat, and then you're like, oh, they hate me. And then you actually saw them with Crispy Cruising. Right. And then it was kind of hot, and then you had a connection. It's just like, let everything simmer, have 13 back burners at yes. all times, but like, don't get too attached, but like, play it cool, play go it to cool, events. Don't don't message. Don't check the, the emails. Vaccine, don't fire your husband. husband. Get a husband. Divorce the husband. Take out a real personal ad. Get a landline. Oh, we never chose who we were in the book. Okay. We, who are we in the book? Who are you in the book? Ultimately, I'm, I guess, like, sadly, like, I'm, I'm half as he is, even though we, like, roasted him so much. This no, app. I know we're both kind of as easy because we're so brunch. I mean, I do kind of, if we're going to be that, there's that one scene where he references, like, texting Chelsea Peretti and Nicole and, like, Maybe I'm more Chelsea because I'm so wearing a weird top. And she's always... We all want to be Chelsea. She's the queen. I'm just, yeah, I'm just more saying about like her sort of random ass fashion choices. Although I guess I would say that I maybe have more Yeah, I would say you're more than... I'm not so comedian style. I would say I am more the... A little bit more... I don't know. I think we're Aziza's on different days. Oh, true. But also I think maybe I am that divorced man who... Wrote a personal ad in the reader in 1985. Yeah, that got like so many responses, and went with the woman who could speak Spanish. Or actually, or is that you? And I'm actually, since I do run a speed dating business, 
I'm like one of the people he quotes. Yes. You're, no, like you're like a, a noted sociologist at the yeah. University of Connecticut who's writing a paper. And I'm this guy who wants to date a woman who also speaks French. Thank you. Done. Wrap that one up. Okay, let's go get um, barbecue shredded bow noodle Campari. Let's get lobster mac and cheese slider sliders, pizzas. Yes. Uh, and Neapolitan St. Louis Detroit style subs. And send a cool, like weirdly long message, like not too long after you swipe on someone. Wait two minutes. Um, I would say that this book is, I mean, you don't need to read it. It's the most airport no. book ever, but Literally, it is you... very easy to read. <laughs> yeah, it's just like if you are practicing reading, pick it up. Yeah. Um, even if you're a super huge fan of Aziz, just like watch his stand-up specials. Like, this will disappoint you. Yeah, I agree. So I give this, honestly, zero bows out of five I, no I give it two out of five phones because I'm like it, again like I liked the ease of reading because you know I'm kind of like anti-literate like as a cause and it's just like I'm reading one page of like fucking Freud or whatever well, over and over I again I would have loved like, it more like because I love stories about dating and just like random anecdotes and if it was that so much were, yeah. more and less like graphs yeah less less graphs of stuff I already know I'm like thanks I'm aware that like marriages are like declining in, in the <laughs> yeah. 70s like, and just like women got jobs yeah. thank you for this Heard of history it. lesson yeah if it were more like oh my god like that book that I got like once at that like thrift store that was like the diary of 50 women and it was like oh a day in the life God. of 50. Yeah, that how, how good amazing. was that book? Right, if, if it was a little more old so he said <laughs> if she said. it was said, a completely different book yeah, that would have been cool. He said she said and it would be like guys on Tinder would be like 10 interviews of guys or just like I mean it is fun that he shows texts in this. Yeah. And it's like, make the whole book. It, sh- it should have been a graphic novel. Yeah. All of text, text. with one oh, joke. Oh, like Hey Ladies, which yeah, we love. Yeah, which but... we love. Okay, so we're re... We're, I'm actually going to redo this book. And just make it like fictional and like only text and emails. Yeah. Okay. Um, so our next book, um, we're totally switching gears because this book was all about straight people, which also he did call himself in, by the way, and say... I'm not even going like, to try to do a book about no, gay I people. To- I, I really appreciated that he set the parameters of sort of the study at the beginning. That was that was really helpful. Anyway, we're doing lesbians next week, which is huge because we haven't done a book about lesbians yet. We're doing the Tegan and Sarah memoir. Boom. Boom book. Indie music, anyone? In, um, mullets, anyone? Haircuts, anyone? And the, wait, sorry. And there's sisters who are lesbians? Yeah. Wow. So we can talk about that. Interesting. They're twins, if I believe. I actually know nothing. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm So I'm so excited to learn. It's so funny because you're not a fan in a way that's like you're such a like lesbian music aficionado that you're like, yeah, that's like fucking like baby shit. Well, I me. think it's because I'm like sad old and I'm like of an Ani generation and they are like oh right because you're spiritually Gen X yeah spiritually Gen X rising millennial yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so rockers see you next week in Toronto rock on we're going back on tour best best (laughs) 
Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prolag Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Murnane, who gives me a total boner, with editorial support from Andrew Parsons and Leon Nafok, who also gives me a man boner. Sorry. Engineering by Ferris Manchi, who I got awesome tacos with once. Original theme song by Steve Phillips Horst, who's a total bro and he will be in my wedding. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips and Y. Follow us on Twitter at CBC the Pod. Okay, honestly, Twitter is kind of toxic and weird, and I did have to take a break, but if you're on it, honestly, dude, like, more power to you. Uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, leave us a review, and don't forget to tell your friends about us. I mean, obviously, I know you're probably on an iPhone if you're listening to this, but if you're on a droid, awesome, man. Like, that's fucking cool. Like, you're about us. That was a HeadGum Podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.